Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat. On this show, we discuss entrepreneurship, product design, and all of the ups and downs that come with running a small business. I'm Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered. Relay FM members knew that the Mark III was coming because we spoke about it in our membership episode. But now the world knows there is a new Kickstarter campaign in town. The entire world. The entire world. <laughs> I mean, currently 791 people not only know, but are like, mm. yeah, give me one. That's a pretty good number. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks, so this thanks. is the Mark III, a minimal and durable mechanical pencil. So the next item in the Mark family... Is, uh, yeah, I don't know how long we'll be able to keep that up. I mean, well, they they said that about iPhones. Yeah, you got already. I reckon you could get into double digits before it starts yeah. to get silly. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be confusing. I I don't know. What I, I want to know feel. is if you end up doing like Mark One Two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what yeah. I'm. That's what I'll be interested in. How that's going. I don't know. I don't know. Mark One Two. Yeah, too Mark, too furious. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, tell me about the Mark III. What is the Mark III? Well, the easiest way to describe it is a mechanical pencil version of the Mark One, but that might be a little too uh, uh, simple of a definition. But yeah, I mean, we. Folks have asked for a mechanical pencil from the start. And we, uh, I don't remember when exactly we sent this survey out. We just sent like a little Google uh, survey thing to like our email list. Or I don't remember how we sent it out, but it was like, hey, what kind of paper product slash pen writing utensil things would you be interested in seeing from Studio Neat? Mm-hmm. And mechanical pencil was either the winner or uh, you know in the top two of yeah yeah, like highest requested thing and so we always kind of had it in the back of our head as like we should probably do this eventually (laughs) and so we had been working on it and i feel like we went down lots of different paths of like what it should be and what it should look like because it seemed so obvious that it should just be, you know, essentially look like the Mark one, but we tried all these different things and then we, it was just like, no, this is the inevitable thing is actually the correct thing after we explored all these other directions. Um, and so we just, you know, spent a few months kind of honing that in and then we kind of, uh, tabled it for a few reasons, good and bad. Um, but one of them was, uh, it was like, and this is kind of a lesson we learned is like the delay of the Mark two essentially pushed out the launch of Mark three. And we can disc maybe that can be a topic of discussion of like, if that was a good or bad thing to happen or how we think about that, how we're viewing that. But, we didn't really want like this new pen, this new writing utensil campaign stacked on top of a one that was incomplete, that wasn't fulfilled yet. So, yeah, so we had planned to launch Mark Three, uh, basically like fall last year, um, 
But because of the Mark II delays and not feeling good about not having that out, we were like, let's just, you know, set it aside for now. So it's been kind of sitting in the queue for several months. And so it feels good to finally get it out there. Yeah, I just looked on our like CAD program and it has versions history for like all the design work. And we first started working on it uh, three over three years ago Jeez, in March 2019. And then we had the design that we like a completely done design we land that we have right now uh, at least a year ago. Yeah, I get it though. Like, it's not it's not a good look to have a Kickstarter project launch when your previous Kickstarter project hasn't shipped. I feel mm-hmm. like anyway. Yeah, we we are gonna be exploring that this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, we I think that has always been our uh, that's always been our in, intuition, kind of, but. Um, it kind of puts this, this, it puts a lot of kind of like weird external, um, mm. like stress on deadlines and our pr- product rollout for the, for the business. And it basically is too risky. So for instance, like the Mark II was delayed, like we couldn't control those delays. Uh, and it completely threw us off for a year, like with releasing product schedule. And we just can't uh, give up that control, basically, because we're like releasing products is such an important part of our business that like, it just it's too much of a wild card. I mean, if it goes well, it's fine. It's fine, right? It could be fine. But if it doesn't go well, and we have this kind of firm attitude that we quote, don't do that, uh, then I think we get in a lot of trouble um, that we're hmm. still like digging out of that that trouble. So I think it's we're gonna take a stab at like not having that attitude. Um, okay. And see what happens. Yeah, and it makes sense. Like what you're saying totally makes sense. Um, the you know the question for us is like you know it's not like for our Kickstarter projects like. Every person that backs the Kickstarter backs all the Kickstarters. And so it's like, it's a question of overlap, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, we're going to be a little bit wise about um, diversity and stuff, but um, we're definitely kind of interrogating that question of like, can we uh, kind of overlap Kickstarters? And so I don't know, it's definitely a big question, um, but it got us in a bunch of trouble. Uh, yeah. the last two years so yeah it's something we're definitely looking at because like you know i think a lot of creators of media and or um physical goods have a tendency i know i have this to maybe overthink the feeling of that one person you know mm-hmm. and, yeah because like the the but it, but it can it can leave quite a toll mentally, um, and also it can be a weird. It can be something weird if you've got someone just like sounding off in the comments all the time. But like I could imagine yep. that the issue is that like you'll get that person in the comments being like, "These guys haven't even delivered on their previous campaign, and now here mm-hmm. they are. This is a scam," mm-hmm. you know. Like that's yeah. that's well, the concern, right? But. But I get I that, like, you can't... Our track record, like, we've done 11 of these things. It's got to yeah. be 12, right? Yeah. And it's like, 
so I think for us, I think we have some something to lean on, which is like, mm-hmm. don't worry, like we'll get this done. We can walk and chew gum at the same time. You know, we've That's done true. this a bunch. Definitely. And so I think in our specific situation, uh, we you can, hopefully you can make have it a little work. bit more. You can make huh? it work. Mm-hmm. You can make it work. Yeah. I think for people that like can understand reasoning, like you can explain, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> just in general, like you can explain, like you can see our track record. We have always delivered, even if late, like we have always delivered and people are satisfied with the product. Like we don't, mm-hmm. we don't delay it and then change our product, right? Or whatever. Like right. you know, we, yeah, right. we have, have a very good track record. But ultimately, I think the point that you made, Tom, is the important one, which is like, can you let that fear of the potential upset person or people uh, completely stall the business? Like, I don't, ultimately, that's not, that's probably not good for the business in general, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely not. Live that and, way forever. And, you know, we, and, and if, it, if it turns out that that actually is a big, huge problem, I'm guessing that the problem might be like fatigue uh, from our like, you know, audience mm-hmm. and customer base rather than like upsetness from them. Um, and if that ends up being a problem, then yeah, we, you know, we could look at that. We could do things where we do pre-sales like on our website, you know, there's, there's other options for sure. Um, but I think there's just a lot of assumptions wrapped up in that, like w- only one Kickstarter at a, at a time thing that I think we need to test. Um, and so, and, and we have good reason to, like, it'll make sense. And it'll be like a good story, like the story makes sense, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. you know, I think, um, so that will be interesting. <laughs> but in terms of this Mark III campaign, it's, you know, pretty normal in terms of, uh, like, for us, like, it's, um, and it really does feel like a long time coming. I mean, like, we've had this design, like, done and locked for, oh, for a real, like, almost a year, like, for a year. Mm. And uh, it's also really nice because all of the problems that this like design um, kind of has, we've solved before because all the difficult things are basically the same difficulty in the Mark One. And so we're kind of in this situation where we feel really confident about just like getting this uh, product done well and quickly just because like we you know we have the suppliers we know the problems yep. you know and it's it's kind of basically like a mark one i mean it's not but it, it basically kind of is and so um so that feels really good like it just feels like we're really really ready <laughs> there is <laughs> we're, a we're really ready to launch it there is a pretty key difference i think between this and the mark one which is the mechanism and the, the mm-hmm. options and the choice that you've made yeah um, yeah so with the Mark One, you created your own mechanism to advance the 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 pen, right? So like you mm-hmm. click it and it's called the knock, you click it and then the pen pops out, right? Everyone does that. It's a retractable pen. Because the company that you were exploring, I mean, their product, lots of people use it, but I find it as you find it unsatisfactory, it doesn't feel nice. But with the mechanical pencil, you are using the full mechanism that mm-hmm. Schmidt provides. Can you talk through the thinking of that a little bit? Like what was different in this one um, as yeah, compared so to the Mark one? I think our, it, our initial instinct was, oh yeah, we'll make our own or, you know, like we'll, we'll make our own lead advancing mechanism, I guess is like technically what it's called. Um, but when you start like peeling those things apart and like looking at what's going on, they're all the same. Uh, I mean, like basically there's kind of one way to do this lead advancing uh 
and there's not a lot of room for like feel uh, or changing what's going on that we could like could see um and so you know we could kind of reinvent the wheel and like remake uh you know the lead advancer and stuff but we would end up with literally like the same thing that we're using in this pin or basically any other mechanical mm. lead <laughs> advancer like they're all the same it's a clutch i mean it's like and they're all made out of the same materials like everything's the same um and i think we actually would have ended up doing that if it sacrificed um what the final design of the um, pencil could be but we found a really clever way. And actually, this took a while. We, we kind of were thinking that we'd have to make our own custom because we thought we were constrained. But then we figured out a solution um, for using the, the Schmidt LED Advancer and then having the exact design we wanted. And out of that came the ability to actually change out the whole mechanism uh, and get a different size LED. So yeah. um, was it, were it not for that little solution we found, then I think we would be probably making our own mechanism and all that stuff. Um, but because we kind of found this clever solution, it actually works out really great. Um, mm -hmm. And the other really cool thing is, you know, if it breaks, if like you said, you want to change the lead size, you can just, you can literally buy them off the shelf and put it in. And it's like really easy for like the end like customer to, to like make that change. So we feel good about, we actually feel we've, come around to feeling good about that rather than feeling like we're cheating or something. Um, <laughs> Cause there's not really, there's just like not really a lot of, we couldn't do a we, I don't think we could really influence the feel of it very much um, because it's just like, you're basically just like clicking this little yeah. piece of brass that's the, opening and yeah. there isn't so much. And plus it's, I think that the baseline of the mechanism for the mechanical pencil is higher than the base, like mm -hmm. a feel, because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it's just like a nice clicky feel anyway. There's only one mechanism like that I've ever found to be superior than everybody's, and that's what Uni make in the Kurutoga. I'm not f sure if you're familiar with this, mm -hmm. um, but y the Uni Kurutoga line, I I'm pretty sure that they're the only company that does this that I've ever found, which makes me assume that they have heavily patented it. Their mechanism, when you click it, to advance it also rotates the inside oh yeah 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 yeah. i've seen yeah so the yeah, line stays yeah. com like consistent consistent yeah. you know like of a mechanical pencil you have to turn it in your hand you know to, to yeah. keep the line consistent some people don't want the line consistency which i understand is part of like yeah. of using a pencil but it's what i like about the kurutoga they recently made another product called the kurutoga dive which is like a nut which is like it's incredibly popular in japan it can't stay in stock this because it's a higher end body, but also you can, as well as it rotating, you can choose how much of the pencil lead you want to retract. So like you can, mm. there are settings. So then when you click it, <laughs> it will either do it a little bit or a lot. It's like Uni have got a very advanced system. I have yeah. not found anything else that comes close. <laughs> like this That's is, cool. they, yeah, this has been years of research and development. It's like it's like a whole thing. But like all yeah. you would have done realistically is just change the way it felt to advance the lead, which is right. And again, I'm not like, even sure you. There's a lot of room for that. You know, I'm like the really reason the Mark One didn't go down this route because I think yeah. you would have found this to be massively more complicated than what you did with the Mark One, and I'm not sure for what. Um, well, I think benefit. it. 
what would end up is we would have made a, a mechanical pencil that's not normal. Like the reason that yeah. we had room in the Mark One to change the click is because you're expecting to like move it up. It moves in and out, and there's like velocity and stuff. But with the mechanical pencil, you're you're just you're literally as you push, it's just pushing this thing down, and then it mm-hmm. locks. And so there's not like a click that you expect or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so I just don't know if there's a there just wasn't a lot of room there. Yeah. So we are like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, like, the bottom line is there's a certain, like, truth or honesty to how the mechanism is constructed in relation to how it feels. So, like, some might, someone might ask, you know, why didn't you make a custom mechanism for the Mark three that is click has a super loud click to it, like the Mark one. And it's like, I suppose there would be a way to do that, but it would be like artificial or dishonest in some way where you're like adding this like trigger to get a sound that has nothing necessarily to do with the clutch, you know, well, also mechanism. To, to get that much of a satisfaction, the advancement would need to be, more than is like a deeper button yeah so it's like you have to these things aren't arbitrary it's like the reason the mark two the mark one we went down this whole path of like the satisfying click is because that is like inherent to that style of mechanism where tom was saying like you have this thing rotating and it's snapping into place like a gear essentially that's kind of with teeth that's locking in and falling down into this hole and then snapping back out of it and so that is all of a piece of you know it feels this way because that's the mechanism that you're enacting and mechanical pencil is is different so it would be dishonest in a way to try to like artificially recreate that they're not the same mechanism so they shouldn't you know feel the same or behave the same way and then my concern would be like another one would be like oh you'd make this mechanism but then you wouldn't be able to put an eraser in the cap and then it's like if you think that. that the no clip people well, you know what I mean? If you put make a mechanical pencil and don't put an eraser under the cap, oh boy, you're in trouble now, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel uh, speaking about your the uh the advancer you were talking about that rotates the lead, like yeah. I feel like the no clip on the Mark Three is even more justified than on the Mark One because it makes it radially symmetrical to where like you can just rotate it in your hand yeah. if you want a crisp edge or whatever yeah. and it's going to make it comfortable to use. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're not worried about the orientation of the clip in your hands. So, which is super yeah. normal for this for this type of product. So the yeah. dimensions. This is interesting. I'm really pleased that you had a lot of pictures on the page because if you do not see a Mark One next to the Mark Three, it just looks like it's the same as a Mark One, right? There's like yeah. an interesting it's trick not. of the eye, but it's <laughs> it's slimmer, right? Oh yeah, Overall? quite a bit yeah. slimmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like a lot slimmer. And it's, uh, yeah, we played a l- around a lot with that because um, it's like tricky. It's like you want it to look good on its own, but then you also want it to look good next to the Mark One. And so for a long time, we're like, oh, maybe the knock should like be like the same length, but we wanted it to be thinner. And so then the knock looked too small. You know, it was definitely a lot of uh, kind of, we had a lot of flexibility. And so there was quite a bit of that there was a lot mm-hmm. of that iteration um but yeah I, I we like the way it turned out i mean it, it definitely like sitting next to mark one they seem like you know siblings uh but the like the mark three feels like more like a mechanical pencil it's skinny it's got the longer 
knock. I don't know why a longer knock feels like a mechanical pencil. I don't exactly <laughs> understand why that's the true, but it he is definitely true. under there, you know? You've got to give him some yeah. space. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is. I don't know. It's It was definitely... We didn't have to do that, but that just felt right. So, so yeah, it's good. I think uh, they definitely feel good next to each other. And, uh, so you know, and so everything, yeah, I've, I'm pleased. Yeah. This feels good. You know, it feels like... Sometimes it feels like cheating when, and I think we talked about this before, whenever you're designing something and you've already established the language and it's like, all these, why are all these decisions really easy? Like, this feels too fast. Like, are we cheating here? Are we like <laughs> right. being lazy? Uh, and I, I mean, it's just, no, we've just done the work previously and we're like cribbing off ourselves. So mm-hmm. it kind of felt like that, you know, um, where they came pretty, it came pretty quick. Um, mm. But, but I think it, it ended up being what it needs to be. So, I guess it's, there's an interesting thing now where there are three pens in the family, and yeah. or three products, I should say, in the family. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Mark One and Mark Three, they're obviously they're uh, visually incredibly similar, right? They're like mm-hmm. they are. They look like a pair, but Mark yeah. Two does look different. Right now, and, and mm-hmm. I don't think that there's yeah. a way to actually to to do it. Right, like if if because the product is so. Um, it is just physically it has to be physically different to work properly, right? You, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know how, or I don't know if you ever thought of how could you make a pocket pen that looks like the Mark One. I, I think it would be odd. Um, but you know, the, they are clearly of a. You can see that there are cues, right, between all mm-hmm. the products. But obviously, the Mark One and the Mark Three are, are close to identical. I just, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, is there a thought on that? Or it's just like, no, this is just the obvious way to do it. I think if there was five of them, uh, like, you know, if there's ever like a Mark V and you look at all of them, I think it will become less, the, um, they will all look, they will feel the same like they're in a family, but it won't feel as weird as it kind of does now where it's like, wait, why are these two so similar, but this one's not? Because I think it's just, there's a lot of design language that I think we will keep around um and but it could go a lot of places in terms of you know and the things that we kind of might make in the future will look way different than both the than any of the mark one two or three i think so but i could imagine it would still take design cues which then makes the mark yeah. two fit in again more because, yeah exactly you know, yeah. it's yeah. just right yeah. now you're in just that middle period where like these two look the same <laughs> and you've got this one that's similar but not the same yeah, and then yeah. move on from there. Yeah, I yeah. mean, think of think of just like Apple products. Like, think of like uh, the MacBook Pro and the MacBook Air. Like, they're almost identical in terms of kind of how they look. But then throw in like a Mac Mini or a Mac Studio, still like shared materials. You know, like the round corners, the yep. chamfered edges, the Apple logo. It's like obviously in the same family, but you know, some are much more similar than others j- because of their functionality and what they're being asked to do and that's just kind of the nature of it and we i mean so we could have so for instance on the mark ii on the like the the polished thing we could it's rounded it's like a fillet it's rounded but we could have made it a chamfer like the top of the mark one and mark Mm -hmm. three where it's like a little diagonal angle we could have made it like that and it would have fit better like it would have looked more like a mark one but it just didn't work for the design. Like you want it to be smooth and kind of rounded in your pocket, you know? So it, we're not going to yeah. let 
previous products like really change course on something if it needs to be different, right? We'll do the thing that the product needs it to be. But I think just because Dan and I are both designing these things like in such an opinionated way, I think we could design like a whole bunch of different stuff and they will all kind of feel similar in some subtle way just because it's like us and our, you know, opinion in there. So, you know, I... It actually doesn't bother. I mean, like, I'm sure Dan would agree with me. Like, if we do, like, a Mark IV and it is completely different and we want it to be completely different, it, it would be, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think we'll mm-hmm. – we're not so worried. I mean, that's why the naming – I brought up the naming thing at the beginning. It's like, <laughs> it, how useful is this pattern of naming convention for Mark One, Two, Three? Like, we might – if we were to design something that was really looked different or didn't feel part of the family but was still, like, a writing instrument, we could totally also break that naming convention, right? I mean, it's like not – we're not wedded to it. So, you know, we're – We'll see. We shall see. But it is interesting. Now that we have three, it really feels like a real pattern. <laughs> it's not a pattern until there's three. So, <laughs> no. I did want to talk about the statistics of the Kickstarter campaign itself um, so far. So as we're recording, we're six days in to the campaign? Uh, yes, I think. S- yes, six days. That's right. And that's 791 backers and uh, $66,000 raised at the $50,000 goal. I just wanted to get like a sense check from the two of you for how you feel that this campaign is going compared to either A, or you could do both of these, what you thought it would do, um, and also compared to previous campaigns, like how you feel it's going so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going well. I'm glad we're funded. It's probably, it's not uh, blowing up necessarily. It, it's kind of followed the similar pattern where, you know, the first day is the biggest, obviously, because that's when, you know, we're sending it out to our email list and everyone's finding out about it. I had thought it might do a little better than uh, Mark II, just because I had suspected maybe there was more of a demand for a pencil than a pocket pen. Um, but so far it's trending a little bit less than mm-hmm. Mark II. Um, so, and that's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess, I guess we'll see. Yeah. I, I didn't for like, for me it was honestly, I don't know if we would have chosen to do the Mark three in the order that we did it or the order we released it if it wasn't for customer feedback. So I've always felt a little bit like, oh, is this like, how big is this going to be? Because my intuition would be like, oh, we're excited about doing some other writing instrument first or whatever. Um, And so I don't have a, I don't feel like I actually have like a decent read on like what, what it should be or how big the market is or whatever. Right. It's like all that stuff is always a guess, but it was kind of like, I have no idea. So it's, you know, it's, I don't really know. Um, the thing that I, whenever I th- would begin to be like questioning that or thinking about like, oh, how good is this doing, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the truth of the matter is I really like having it um, around. And because a lot of that work for, the, it's like, because it is a something to the Mark One and a lot of that work was already done in the Mark One, it doesn't feel like isn't nearly as much of a like time and branding and whatever investment for us like because of all those decisions were made it, it wasn't as much of an opportunity cost to just to like 
you know, get the design done and, and put it out. So for me, it's not like, uh, it's not like Obi or something where we like <laughs> sunk like a year of design work in and, you know, it was going to be this big change and this, this whole new thing. And then it didn't work out. Right. That's like a more of a disappointment. Um, this like feels like great. Like if we can get this thing done and it works out great, I love, would love to have it in the lineup kind of thing. If that makes sense. It's like, it feels right, part so. of the filling out the product line. Yeah, totally. Right. Mm-hmm. So then, when, like when people yeah. come to your website in the future, they have a whole selection of things exactly. that they can. I mean, I get yeah. that, right? Like that's part of a healthy business, right? Is the having yeah. these and and the benefit that you have, which I I'm jealous of. Sometimes I know I could do it, but I just don't. Is <laughs> Kickstarter is like, you know, if you didn't do this, you would have to make a decision about how many am I going to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. It you is know? such yeah. a cheat code. We yeah. get to know how big it <laughs> yeah. is, right? It's like now we know. Yeah, and you're yeah. only going to be on the line for as many as you need to fill, and then you can use that as a way to, especially with the experience that you have now, as a way to gauge how many extra do you buy. Like, exactly. Where the more things that I'm thinking we can do for Cortex, I'm like, well... I'm just going to have to put an order on this and I'm going to have to wait. Like, I think this is really good, but we'll find out if people like it. You know, it's, it's, it's quite scary. It's a different way of doing things. And hopefully over time I will learn lessons, but I haven't, (laughs) I haven't not got enough experience yet, but it's like, it's a different way of doing stuff. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll get to 11 products one day, you know, Kickstarter by the end of the year. Thoroughly considered as a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Neat. You can find out more about this episode by going to relay.fm slash TC slash 81.